Hello, crazy flock out there. Uh, welcome to a special new starting segment. If you had caught the interview that I actually did slash reviews with my one and only mother, uh, decided to start a second segment on here, kind of going with the title Mother and Son Reviews. <laughs> Uh, because as I stated in that podcast, she was going through some films that she had never seen before. I was also catching up on some stuff that I had not fully watched again to see how I felt. So we thought we'd like to continue this. And we got a number of films down our belt uh, this past week or so because, you know, we're not really doing anything. <laughs> so once again, I'd like to bring, thank and introduce again... Now with the new official nickname, Melody Ladybird. Thank you for continuing this. Happy to be here, Ian. Uh, I'm assuming that you had a good time going through some of these, and hopefully we'll just kind of go through them one at a time and so and just talk about what we felt. Okay. Uh, also, if you guys have also not heard Damon and I recently also posted a newest episode of Free Range so please go listen to that too where we talk about our most rewatched movies uh so to kind of start things out uh the first film you decided to pick up was my highly recommended and surprise movie of last year Angry Birds the movie 2 uh this was a giant surprise for me because the first Angry Birds movie is maybe top three, two of worst animated films I've ever seen. Like, it rivals Emoji Movie up there. Uh, but I can at least give Emoji Movie a one notch of seeing that movie started me posting stuff on the internet talking about movies. I don't have that for Angry Birds. I just have, this is just stupid and unnerving and stuff. So that was a big shock to me when I was like, I'm actually laughing at this. And people recommended it to me, so I checked it out. Now after you watching it, what are your impressions on Angry Birds 2? Well, I didn't see Angry Birds 1, so I didn't have any trepidation about watching this. So. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a good story, some uh, cool animation. I think I enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, this uh, also, I found out, was a different director and different screenwriters, so maybe that helps. That this, <laughs> like, the jokes actually were hitting in this, like the whole, the old but good duck quack thing. Uh, there was a lot of good, just, uh, physical humor also. Uh, I would say though that I feel like the whole wrapping up everything is kind of eh, but they also kind of poke fun at that a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I just thought it's, this felt like a Saturday morning cartoon stretched to, you know, theatrical time. And I thought... You know, it's also bright and colorful, and, I mean, Bill Hader I always like, except for the Angry Birds first movie. <laughs> yeah, so. definitely had a good cast. Yeah. 
Uh, so, as far as like surprise factor, how much was it for you? Because again, you're going into this, you're like, you only knew that the first one was bad, considering <laughs> what I had said. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, my expectations weren't crazy high, but I figured you said it was pretty good, so thought, what the heck. Um, but yeah, it was uh, surprisingly funny, um, pretty clever, the humor, and you know, kind of, kind of indir indirectly, kind of talked about some issues that are kind of serious issues mm -hmm. that we try to deal with. Uh, I do feel like they kind of started to go a little bit too hard on that at some points. Like it felt like not a jackhammer like Black Christmas was. <laughs> uh, a little bit maybe more like a hammer at times. <laughs> uh, did you also recognize the voice of the eagle in this? Was that... No. It was Peter Dinklage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that was, like, always, like, the biggest name on there. That I was just like, what are you doing in this? <laughs> but he's also now got a lot of free time since a certain show is over. Yeah, uh, that's another story, but... Uh, but my... That, that was... All, just because I hadn't seen the other nominations, really, for Best Animated... Last year, I was like, I'm actually pulling, actually, for a little bit of a contention for Angry Birds 2 to be on there. That's how <laughs> bad it was last year. Uh, but, yeah, it was. it's just an entertaining movie. It's not anything groundbreaking or oh, something no. like that. So, I mean, I would give it at least a B for Birds. <laughs> if you had to grade it, what would you give it? Because I don't know what your expectation is on animation, too. Mine's really high. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'd probably maybe a B minus or C plus mm -hmm. somewhere in there. But, but yeah. But overall, I mean, it was it was a decent. It was a. I enjoyed it. It was fun. But. Uh, again, how often do you think you might go? I might want to pop in Angry Birds too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll I'll come to that conclusion someday. Uh, but then next up, had a very highly recommended from me to you, uh, which is Barney's version, uh, which I still stand by, I think is actually Paul Giamatti's best performance I've personally have ever seen. I've not seen every performance, however, but I just think that the cast chemistry overall in this, uh, Dustin Hoffman, I think, is really good also <laughs> yeah. as his dad. That, that's like, when you see them together, you can, I just believe that they're father and son. That's how good they look back to back. Uh, but this is kind of like a look at Barney's, you know, midway half towards the end of his life. And who goes through three marriages. Yeah. Uh, all with varying different stories and yeah. <laughs> different conclusions. <laughs> Uh, but easily I would say Rosamund Pike, who is his third and final wife in this. I thought they had, again, tremendous chemistry in this. Uh, and it's also very heartbreaking to see some things. But I also like how, if you're watching it, they're planting certain things early. Like, when he forgets one thing, and it's like, 
and then you see him and he sees something he's just like what's that what, right. that being the the onion in the freezer and stuff uh so yeah what'd you think of it oh i thoroughly enjoyed this one um yeah definitely a, a heart-tugging movie um and, and a, about you know a serious disease that affects a lot of us and being a, an older person where you can kind of start realizing, uh, I'm forgetting some stuff here a little bit here and there. Or, um, but yeah, it was just really well done. Um, I, I enjoyed all, all the characters um, mm -hmm. in it. it but it, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good movie. I really, really liked it. I can see why. And it's, but it's also pretty funny sometimes. Oh yeah, so I mean, there's there's that uh, kind of. Deal oh yeah, with, they uh, they cut heartbreak. the Yeah, they they cut that really like, well with. Like there's a very emotional passing that happens in this with Paul Giamatti, and but then at the same time he can't help but laugh. Right. Too. <laughs> and then as the audience member, you're also kind of struggling with this. It is kind of funny, but um, feels kind Should of. I be laughing yeah. Right now? <laughs> But maybe that's actually what he would want. Right. So that, that's the that's the tough thing when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, but I also f f completely forgot how good the cinematography and stuff is. I think it captured a lot of stuff because, like, they go to Italy. Yeah. They're in Paris sometimes, so it captures the landscape pretty well. Uh, and again, like. <laughs> Angry Birds 2, it is touching on a few things <laughs> in social and stuff like with Jewish people and other yeah. things like that, how they've been treated. So, yeah, just full of great performances overall. I was never bored. No. Uh, I would say the one criticism knock I could give it is that there's a part in the beginning where a character basically is monologuing an exposition part to Paul Giamatti about his first wife that kind of feels like it's a little bit too long and maybe they could have shortened that just because it felt like a lot that they're dumping but we also didn't really know her right yeah so I had to fill in a lot uh, that's like the only kind of niche I can give it other than that I would give this film an A oh yeah I give it an A too and and it's one I will watch again, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so poorly though, it was only up for best makeup at the Academy. Uh, I don't know why <laughs> none of these acting performances were up for it. That is probably one of the biggest snubs of 2010. Start of the decade. How about that? <laughs> uh, so now to continue on, in which I'm just going to say this: I looked through all these films. We actually have a variety for each one there's not a same type of genre here that's very surprising uh but i got a chance to rewatch <laughs> the epically long three hour and 15 minute <laughs> troy from 2004 and this is the second time that i'd ever watched it because the only other time i had watched it was in the theater and i already knew that it was long i could feel the length because i was yeah, 2004, what was I? About 13, 14? 15. 15, yeah. Uh, but this is also the director's cut, which threw in a bit more 
uh, action and violence. Because <laughs> I started to realize, I don't know if there's really much story elements. I think they kept most of that. Uh, but the thing that I had forgotten about is the giant cast of this. Because you got Brad Pitt, who plays Achilles, Eric Bana, who plays Hector, Orlando Bloom, Brian Cox. The biggest name for me at the time when I saw this was Nathan Jones, who was a professional wrestler. <laughs> Didn't have much of an acting career other until he was in Mad Max Fury Road. Didn't have much of a wrestling career, but that's just where I was in the mindset of the time. Uh, but then you got like Brandon Gleason, who is an actor I really, really like. Diane Kruger before she was in National Treasure, which put her on the plant. Um, but the big... Oh, Sean Bean, who does not die. <laughs> Surprisingly does not die in this epic war movie. Uh, but the biggest surprise to me was the guy who plays the King of Troy. Because I recognized his voice, and I looked him up. Same guy that was the voice in Ratatouille for Anton Ego. <laughs> so that's always fun uh but this is you know uh brian cox basically wants to just rule all of greece at no matter what cost uh but he finds a way because his brother who is the king of sparta helena leaves him for orlando bloom to troy so they declare war on that and this then leads to troy being you know ambushed and the trojan horse is epically made uh I think that this is also because it's one of those epic scope movies. We just don't get that much anymore. We get big blockbuster stuff like the Marvel and superhero stuff. But there's so much set piece, so many actual practical yeah. actors in this. And that's way more eye-opening now. Like how I mentioned with Damon that Mask of Zorro is now very high up for me because... <laughs> It's practical. It's real. Flyer is there. It's not CGI and all that stuff. Uh, but again, I also didn't remember the performances. I think Brad Pitt is actually really good in this. I think Brian Cox is really good in this. Uh, the only things that I can really nick on this are... Uh, some of the dialogue is a little bit... Uh, really? <laughs> that, that's a line you wrote? Because the epic one that everybody comes back to is, you sack of wine. It's like, what? I have a feeling Brad Pitt read that and he was like, do I really have to say this? <laughs> uh, and then uh, I easily could see why there was imagery in this that was not in the theatrical cut. <laughs> because once they actually get into Troy and they start sack sacking Troy, uh, they don't hold back. Uh, there are hangings out of nowhere, uh, both men and women getting decapitated. <gasps> but maybe the thing that would throw people off the most is uh, you see two infants kind of get tossed and thrown. So I can see why maybe they don't want to show that. <laughs> However, I give them more balls for showing that. Other than the newest Halloween, which completely should have done that, kind of. Uh, but, yeah, other than the fact, again, yeah, I have to be in the mood for this because it's over three hours. Uh, but I think the performances are worth it, the set pieces are worth it, and the action is really good. 
if you get by some of those dark imageries and stuff, I think it's a solid watch. Uh, not my favorite epic movie. So I'm going to, I would probably give Troy a B plus. Now you told me you'd seen this once. Like probably so 15 years ago. When it came out. So <laughs> I don't really. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of going to be going to this with whatever you can remember or I can't remember too terribly much about it. I mean, to be able to, to tell you anything, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd really have to watch it again to uh, refresh my memory. So this is going to be your, <laughs> your <Yeah>. call. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just happy now that I've gotten past the, epically long single films that I had to go back and watch because now I'm on the multiple ones like Rafter and other like uh, up next is what I would be calling the Quad Dead Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead and then when I get it in the mail at some point Return of the Dead so that'll be dead fun. Dead Festivus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so but then the next one that you decided to pick out and watch was Haywire, the <laughs> introduction of Gina Carano in film and uh, her playing a secret agent spy that's also a hit woman, uh, directed by Steven Sonnenberg, and also, actually, again, pretty big cast. So I remember I saw this in the theater, and I was actually pretty psyched to see it, uh, I knew who Gina Carano was from, you know, cage fighting and stuff. That's what I knew her from. She was also on the revamped of American Gladiator. Uh, so I was pretty stoked. I did not expect the film that I got. I did not know it was going to be a more slower-paced espionage kind of movie. But I still really dug it. Uh, I think that Gina is not the best actress at this moment because it's her first film. <laughs> But I think they did a smart thing where they surrounded her with talented people yeah. who helped carry it. So, I mean, it, it's not like a gung-ho, you know, fun action movie. It's more of a suspenseful thriller and stuff. So, But I still enjoyed it, mostly because I liked how practical it was because you had Gina actually doing all the stunts herself. Yeah, that part, that's what impressed me was... Mm-hmm. She can definitely kick some butt. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And in those long takes of her running and stuff, you're just like, oh, she's actually doing this. So, again, that will blow your feelings on it. Because I have a sort of feeling you maybe felt slightly different. Um, My, I, I guess my only issue with it was I didn't feel there was enough of a character development for me to really care a lot and feel fully invested in what was going on. Well, and honestly, any of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was, I just, I would have liked to have known a little bit more. I felt like, you know, where the movie kind of came in, you were kind of thrown into it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as what I saw was, you know, was well acted and, and definitely kept you 
you know, not the edge of your seat, close to it, just because it was pretty nonstop action. But um, I probably would have liked to have gotten to know the characters a little bit more, just mm -hmm. to care about them more, to yeah. really, you know, be pulling for her and pulling for, you know. I, I also kind of feel like maybe they also felt like they couldn't do that because they had structured it right to basically be a few days. Mm -hmm. So that's probably already yeah, pretty hard to do that. Yeah. Um, but I, I also going back and watching it, I didn't think about it until now, but well, actually as I was watching, I like, you know, actually the biggest ding I can give this is actually the soundtrack. Hmm. I felt like it didn't match the tone <laughs> at all because what I'm watching here is a slower, you know, espionage thriller and stuff with action sequences. But the soundtrack to me sounded like it was like a 70s kind of funky uptown yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Uh, like, it's just like, you know, her running and stuff and you're just like... Dun -dun 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 -dun. <laughs> just like, what? what is this? Yeah, it, it was... So that I felt like it really jarred with it. Yeah. And yeah, I also kind of felt like the chemistries weren't really there for certain things. Yeah. Uh, I I felt like they were trying to get bought with like telling you who she was by like things like that she had done mm -hmm. things like with her with supposed thing with your McGregor's character mm -hmm. how they were kind of a thing. Uh, but. And then, and also, it's always fun to see Bill Paxton now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even if he's not in it that much. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, not a highly regard, but I like that it went against what a lot of people thought it was going to be, and it was a bit smarter than what people thought it was. So I would give it a B. You? Um, I'm going C. Yeah. That's... Like I said, I I wanted to care about them mm -hmm. a little bit more um, and I love action I bring it on but I, I gotta have a little bit more something I can some substance that I can kind of brute form yeah not quite like Mad Max <laughs> no I love Mad Max <laughs> I was worn out after that yeah except for that one part where there's a breather <laughs> uh, but now I'm moving on to Maybe the strangest film of the whole thing, uh, which is Adaptation, starring the one and only Nicolas Cage, <laughs> along with Meryl Streep, <laughs> Chris Cooper. Uh, this is also written by Charlie and his brother Donald Kaufman, who is a definite, unique writer in his time. And this is... You, you have to really be seeing, like, the meta with this because it's talking about adaptations of a book to a film mm -hmm. and how he's really wanting to stick with the source material, like this whole Orchid Thief book, which is a lot about flowers and stuff like that, and that's what he's honed in on. But what it's really kind of diving to is what do you do with an adaptation when you're not given really a whole lot like right. that you have to start looking into the little details and stuff like that and try to expand and he ends up then uncovering a lot of stuff but at the same time charlie being the weirdo that he kind of is 
is then twisting it into the actual film yeah. that he's writing this about the film that he's also making. And yeah. you have Nicolas Cage as twin brothers. <laughs> two, I know. Two, I kept two. wondering if it was like, okay, is this... At first it was like, is this really his mm-hmm. twin brother? Or mm-hmm. is this like his imagination yeah. and... You're just seeing this other side of him that is mm. kind of the yin yang, like it's pulling him in this other direction. We want to write this. Like it's kind of like his, more of like his metaphor that he's yeah. putting in a, in a substance. Yeah. Uh, At first, and that kind of took me a while to like, is he for real? Mm-hmm. Is this just is a this thing a real... that his imagination, or is this like he's really his? brother <laughs> but, but then but then other people are talking with yeah him and talking about it's him, like so. okay you know yeah uh but that's so that's always fun to then go no you just have to watch this because there's two nicholas cages in this yeah and they're also both unique you can mm-hmm. tell who's charlie you can tell who's doug in this oh, yeah i mean donald and uh this is also, I think, a really high up there for performance from Nicolas Cage because he has to play two different types of people. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't. Was he nominated even I for this? I don't recall. Chris Cooper yeah. won a, a Best Supporting role, and I think he's really good in it. I know. <laughs> I was trying not to kind of go in this Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it was kind of, his character was kind of pulling me in this. Although definitely, um, I think, smarter version, just because he had a lot of knowledge. Mm -hmm. But just as obsessive, just kind of, it was like a train wreck that you couldn't stop watching. But, Uh, uh, yeah. But, I mean, they were all good. Meryl Streep, really, she definitely uh, took It's kind of, you know, a given thing, really. Meryl Streep's in the movie. She's She's going to try. She's... She's Meryl Streep, I mean. The, the only thing I can ever say is the one that she is not trying to get an Oscar for is Mamma Mia. <laughs> yeah. Everything else I can probably see her trying, so. Uh, but I also can see how somebody could watch this and just kind of go like, what? <laughs> you have to be really paying attention to this. Uh, yeah. and, and I like it, that. And... I'm trying to remember. I kind of want to cheat and look at my phone, but I think that it, this was before or after uh, Charlie then ended up writing for Eternal Sunshine on Spotless Mind, starring Jim Carrey and uh, Kirsten. Eh. And uh, those are both very unique films that are different for other reasons, and I love both of them. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that this is also one that has been creeping a lot more into people saying, like, when they're talking about good Nicolas Cage movies. Because yeah. they're like, we, we kind of ha- can't go back and see this guy is actually talented. <laughs> uh, but this is also during when he's ma- they make it to where John Mal- being John Malkovich is being made at the same right. time. Right, yeah, that was kind of an interesting... Yeah, but that kind of then shows, like, yeah, the screenwriter can write the thing, and as soon as it's being made, he can be writing another script. Yeah. So that's kind of like where they have like the giant writer's block and stuff like that. And also all the inner monologues that Nicholas has Lots with himself. Lots of inner monologues going on. And um, yeah, a lot of confidence and self-deprecation oh my and that. Gosh, yeah. Uh, but 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, other than the fact that you just have to like weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I like weird, so I would probably give Adaptation an A. Um, yeah, I'm going to go... I'll probably... I got... I don't know. I'm pretty... Pretty picky. I'll go A minus. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and it, it definitely. Uh, if there's one part in it, it's the log scene that I think puts it over when him and Donald talk. Right. That's just awesome. Yeah. Uh, but now to kind of go on another side, uh, we have what was a highly recommended movie that I saw last year. Uh, and that's Long Shot. Yeah. Starring Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Uh, Charlize, who plays the Secretary of State, who's then going to try to run for president. Uh, and Seth Rogen playing a journalist that likes to uncover the dirty and stick up for, you know, the little guy, basically. Mm -hmm. Who then becomes her comedy <laughs> writer for speeches. And then he kind of takes over a few actual yeah. speeches himself because she's like hey he's actually a good writer too who also have a history and romance ends up blooming with them yeah uh going into this the the only thing that i was frightful <laughs> is i'm not opposed to romantic comedies but there are several that i just can't stand i don't like the structure because i've seen it so many times this, however, once I saw it, I started to realize this is not really a romantic comedy. No. This I... is a comedy with romance. Yeah, this, yeah. They put the comedy first. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. I thought that was the best way to go about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I agree. And I, again, think that Seth Rogen is still hilarious in these just roles that he's just meant for. Uh, but I think Charlie Stern is actually funnier than him in this. Yeah, that's, a lot of F-bombs. Yeah. It's seen uh, people, people kind of saying it that it kind of shocked you that they were mm -hmm. kind of being that graphic. But And that's what made it really funny. Yeah. It was just, just like it totally kind of caught you like, whoa. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I believe if I'm remembering his name right, O'Shea Jr., who played, who is Ice Cube's son, yeah. who was started in Straight Outta Compton, who came back in this. I thought he was really good as yeah. his longtime friend, yeah. uh, who we didn't find out a few things, but, you know, that's another kind of commentary on something that needs to be explored. Uh, he did, however, have the one joke that I felt he improvised and just didn't land at all. So that was the only other kind of hiccup I gave it. I was just like, why did he say that? <laughs> oh, because they talked about Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. Get it. Uh, but, I mean, this was just, a, it's just always a lot of fun. It's very funny. Yeah. I think that Seth and Charlie's had really good chemistry again, which is always, a, which is always appropriate. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but again, this is also showing how Charlize can be really funny, too, yeah. which I don't think she really gets to show that often, so that's always nice. Uh, it was an honorable mention for me as far as, like, when I talked about my best films last year, it just didn't break the monumental ones that I saw last year, but it was a definite recommendation, so 
I thoroughly really liked it. There's only a few story elements that I'm just like, yeah, here we go on this beat. Here we go on this one. But I at least liked that they took a different look at that route. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like how uh, his friend kind of brings it back to that, like, look at it from another certain point of view, too, which is what this kind of is about. And hopefully we can only look at this as a positive for the future of actual... Yeah. <laughs> actual politics and... <laughs> uh, and I don't know if you noticed it, but I didn't notice until this time that when they're when the people are can't have like the signs uh-huh. for them like the candidates. Her since her last name is Field. Field of Dreams was oh one of them. I was God. like, oh <laughs> how did I miss that? Uh so yeah, just for a few things for me, uh I would give long shot an A minus. Yeah. I, 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 if I, it's a comedy I'm laughing, that's the main thing. Yeah. It was done yeah, really well. It in taking a funny way of showing serious things, um, you know, kind of getting to know the things that you have to give up when you go into political life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of losing. Lo- some people kind of lose themselves in it, yeah. um, but it definitely uh, gave you kind of a feeling like, hey, maybe a good. Good person could do this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they kind of get back to their real, per- their real self and mm-hmm. what they believe in, and just kind of say screw everything else. And you'd hope. <laughs> you hope. Again, this is modern movie guys. So, mm-hmm. uh, but and what would you grade it? Oh, I really, I really enjoyed it. I'd probably go A minus. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Pleasantly uh, surprised kind of thing. Like, okay. Well, you're probably like, hey, I like him. I like her. Oh, yeah. I mean. It, it, it was just the, probably the subject matter that you're like, let's see how this is. Yeah. Yeah. And just seeing, because I really didn't, I really didn't know that much about it. No. Um, so I really went in with a pretty blank slate, even though I saw the two of them on a lot of interview shows when it came out promoting it and stuff, yeah. but they really didn't talk a lot about it that I saw, so there weren't any, like, spoiler things, and um, it just, what I got from seeing them in interviews is how much they enjoyed making it together and mm-hmm. how much fun they had, so... And um, going to very nice places. Yeah. <laughs> like Stockholm and yeah. stuff. Uh, I think the only thing I ever watched was their truth or dab <laughs> that they did on oh, Hot Ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when she ate the dab wings, she took it like a champ because, yeah. whoo, she can take those spiciness. Uh, and to close it out with the literal <laughs> one that was just watched. We just got done watching. Uh, also from last year, it was another recommended one from me uh, called Ready or Not. Uh, one by the trailer, I was just like, this is either going to be fun and entertaining or stupid. (laughs) Because you heard what the plot was and you're like, what? And then, but you're like, well, there seems to be some humor, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, and yeah, I actually ended up having fun with it. I thought the comedy in it was really good. I think this was a breakout 
some have already said this, but a breakout performance for Samara Weaving to get her name out. Mm-hmm. And I think actually she's been contacted by a number of people now to do other roles. Um, but this was just, you know, this rich, 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 rich family who also uh, has a deal with the spirit realm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> uh, a little satanic side of them or something here. I don't know. Yeah. Who made their fortune in board games and stuff like just any type of gaming thing throughout the years. Uh, say that once you're married into the family, you have to play a game. And it's just a random one that comes out of a box on a playing card. And she happens to draw Hide or Seek, which is the one game that is the exception to apparently every other where they then have to kill her before the sunrise. Or... Or they die. Yep, that's what they believe. So there's the twist. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, so that that's their uh, motivation to kill her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like also every character had a distinct thing about them that you mm-hmm. kind of were like, <laughs> I I know who you are. You're not exactly like the other person. Uh, I among Samara, I thought. Uh, guy that played the father I thought was pretty entertaining with whenever he lost it. Yeah. <laughs> Just dropping F-bombs left and right sometimes and things weren't going right. Uh, I also thought that uh, the older brother I mm. also thought was pretty good yeah. in it because he's kind of playing off like he's the comedy kind of thing, but then he has an arc sometimes right. too. Right, absolutely. Uh, the Coke snorting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, his sister. Uh, I, she, she has a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, I knew that something was up with her the minute she walked in. She, oh, yeah, I was they kind like, of set that tone right away. So you saw that, you're like, okay, okay. this person's going to... And her husband kind of not being one that's completely accepted by the family. Yeah. Because they're just like, you're a buffoon, really. Yeah. Uh, but he's also one of the few that are like, does it? Is it just me or does this seem crazy? Yeah. <laughs> but he's just kind of going with it, uh, so it does kind of lean into the whole: when you marry, do you follow the traditions, or do you make your own? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of playing, and we do kind of find out a little bit more about her backstory, a little bit about. A little bit about her growing up, because I don't think they really needed to try to exposition that yeah. too much. Yeah. I mean. uh, and I forget her name, but I hope that you would recognize the mother. Oh, yes. Yeah. Andy McDowell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which but, that was, it, it. I didn't recognize her immediately, but as soon as she started to talk, talk. I recognized her voice. But, you know, obviously Groundhog Day was mm-hmm. one of my, since that's my birthday, mm-hmm. um, one of my... Uh, favorite movies with her but I haven't seen her in anything for a long time yeah um, I think Four Weddings and a Funeral that was another one I really liked with her but um, yeah I I really really liked this one yeah it was a thriller comedy horror, yes. horror. <laughs> Because, Wicked funny. Yeah, because uh, it played up some... It didn't hold back on some of the gore. It says it's rated R, so... Uh, but yeah. it, it played the gore for a comedy, too. Right. 
it, but it also didn't go whole Evil Dead on us, where you know he's, you know, slipping on blood and stuff like that. Mm. So that was, you know, kind of nice. <laughs> um, I would say there were just a few story elements throughout it that I was just kind of like, I get it, but I don't feel like it earned that, like with a turn that happens with a big character towards the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I can understand they kind of foreshadowed it, but he also was very abdomen about it in the yeah. before that. Right. Uh, there's also a part of a serious teleport that happens after a car wreck. <laughs> because I was like, you don't know where the car was exactly, so how did you get there that quick? <laughs> but also that was also one of the funnier scenes. Yeah, and, that was. So, uh, yeah. Again, this was just one that I was like, this is either going to be stupid or fun. And I was just happy that it was just fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you can get past the ludicrousy. Uh, and also, very ballsy ending. <laughs> because I didn't think it was going to go that route. Yeah, I didn't either, right? <laughs> uh, first time that I saw it, uh, when that happened, I was just, me and several people in the theater were just like, what? <laughs> and, then, and then we just start laughing. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of a sick thing to be laughing about, but it's done really well. And well, you're you're also kind of you also are kind of like I don't feel too they bad. Kind of, they kind of, yeah. Uh, and I did, I didn't really th- I don't know why I didn't think about it when I first saw it. I thought about it this time when uh, the final shot kind of felt like it was definitely paying homage to Carrie. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool. Uh, so, sure. yeah, just as an entertaining, fun, horror kind of ride, I would recommend it, and I probably would give it a B. Yep. I think I think a good a good strong B, too. I'd, I'd recommend it, and um, I might watch it again with, obviously, you know, you kind of would already know the ending mm-hmm. and everything, but... Maybe just to catch things maybe that I didn't notice the first time around just because you're kind of, what just happened? Mm-hmm. And just to see some of the, the details that, that I might have not noticed the first time around. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, ple- pleasantly surprised because I really didn't know what to expect. No. I, hadn't, I had not seen any previews. All I had to go by was the DVD box. Yeah. <laughs> and just looking at the picture. But, and... but you know, sometimes is actually the best way to go about it. Yeah. Because so no trailers idea. can give away too much now. Uh, and also, if you think about it, this could have been a good replacement for uh, Black Widow. was supposed to come out mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple of action movies that starred some females. So yeah. that was kind of a good substitute. Yeah. But I'm ho- all hopefully... about a good, strong female lead and... Coming out on top and yeah, yep. Uh, Well, (laughs) those were seven that we had recently watched. Uh, Hope it seems like you've been enjoying most of these that you've been finally going and seeing. So Mm -hmm. I would say the only one that you could maybe say was a little bit of a hiccup was Haywire. (laughs) Yeah, that was probably if I had to go with my least favorite of of the movies although i i mean i still enjoyed it for i mean i just 
I kind of have to take it for what it was and, and, you know, it's not going to be Hamlet. It's not going to be, you know, some William Shakespeare movie or something. But, that, um, that but also, for what it was, and I, I definitely enjoyed knowing that, that she did these stunts and stuff, and mm -hmm. that, that was pretty cool. Um, if you had to say one that you would say is your favorite out of all these that you'd seen Ooh. recently. Uh, and what you could do is one that you could say you'd give a high praise or one that you could also say that you could rewatch the most. Um, I'm going to say Barney's version is, is your... probably my favorite of these. Um, I just thought that was a really, really good movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I don't know, I might go adaptation. Um, hmm. it was, uh. That was interesting. I, I've liked Nicolas Cage. I've seen some of his <laughs> weaker <laughs> movies, but I've probably not seen enough of them to kind of give me a, a bad taste. I've I've loved him since Valley Girl, so... Yep, um, can't wait for that remake. <laughs> don't get me started. Uh, yeah, no. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I maybe would say that uh, Barney's version is probably the one I would probably give the biggest, you know, as far as praise. Uh, Rewatchability, I probably would say, like, probably Ready or Not, just because I'm like, if I want to have fun and it's only an hour and a half, <laughs> it, it can get me there. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Glad that you've been joining them. Uh, hopefully the streak will continue because there's still good pile over there. Uh, yeah, although back to work tomorrow. Yeah. Ah. yeah that's going to be now changing a whole new thing. Yeah, this month off was, was fun and, well, it was mostly fun, I guess. Got some stuff done, and but need to get back to work. Mm-hmm. Have some normality in my life. Yeah. I hope that everything is going good for me too when I get back there because I was getting kind of hay haywirey. <laughs> uh, no pun intended. But yeah, I uh, think the next actual film that I have to watch is technically three because it's one of those things where it's a different perspective, three different ways. <laughs> that I am intrigued to finally check out. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I hope that you've been to continue doing this and having fun. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Ladybird now. Uh. <laughs> uh, making your second appearance and kind of a big deal because that starts to make you a regular almost. And hopefully we'll be able to keep everybody caught up with what you've watched and what you thought of it. So, because that's all I really have that I can do right now, other than still working out some special ideas with Damon and some other people, possibly. Because we still can't go to the theater, and I still am, like, even if I'm going to go back this year. <laughs> well, yeah. have to kind of see what happens with that. But, and... Of course, like last time, like this is where I would say, do you want to plug your socials? But you don't have any. No social. 
You can find her here. You can find her at, your, yeah, at her house control. with the cats, <laughs> who surprisingly have been very calm right now. So hopefully you have not heard them this time. Or if you wanted to hear them, you might be disappointed. But uh, other than that, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. We've entertained you in some way. Again, you can go back and you can watch her debut episode where I interviewed and talked about California and growing up out there and some movies that she saw for the first time in theater that I did not get to see because I was not alive. That's okay. Um, and also check out Damon and I's newest free range episode. So other than that, you can also be a supporter of this if you would like to. I would really appreciate it. I'm not forcing anybody. If you obviously are tight for cash and certain things because that's far more important. But if you can, I really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at GuyOLoco89, Ian Novak on Facebook. And once again, as every time, I have Instagram, but I don't care about it, so I won't give it out. Uh, other than that, thank you once again, Melody Ladybird, for joining. Bye, everybody. And hope you guys are doing good, well, safe. And wash your hands. See you guys.